Hi, my name is Rutendo Nyamuda and welcome to another extraordinary episode of In My Twenties. In my twenties. So today's episode is all about running. And I cannot, cannot, cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation about the physical side of running, but also the mental discipline it takes to be a runner. Also in this discussion, we look at the parallels between running and life itself, which is so, so beautiful. Um, so without further delay, let us introduce our latest guest onto the In My Twenties podcast and into the In My Twenties family. Here he is. Hi, my name is Tanaka Mutakwa. Um, I'm a software engineer by profession, but my goal in life is to be a polymath. Now on every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, my guests always come through with these phenomenal mind moments or gem moments, and this is just one of them. A lot about running is literally a metaphor for life in itself. So starting and finishing something, right? So seeing things through, uh, finishing strong, that's like in running. The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we get to hear a little bit more about Tanaka's career journey. In the second section, we dive into today's topic, which is all about running beyond breaking point. And then rounding up all three sections is a conversation on Tanaka's 20s journey. So without further delay, let's get straight into it. So can you give us a little bit of insight into what you studied at Varsity and what you are currently doing? What has your career journey been? Cool. So I studied computer science mm -hmm. at UCT, uh, 2008, 2010, exposing my age a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, after that, I started working at Alan Gray as mm -hmm. a software de developer or software engineer. Terms get interchanged. And I worked there for four years, mm -hmm. uh, left Alan Gray, and I've been working at Prodigy Finance. This is my fifth year there, similarly playing the same role as a software engineer. So software engineer, programmer, sort of same thing. Mm -hmm. My life is writing code, speaking to machines, okay, okay. <laughs> building apps and websites that most people use. Okay. So sort of the back end behind that. Okay. Yeah. And so over and above your software engineering, computering life, uh, you started a company called, I think it's called No Days Off, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like this whole thing where you just have to hustle, you have to go for it 100%, give your all. How did you start that? Why did you start that? Where is the company now? Cool. Uh, we can talk a bit about that. So to start with No Days Off can be interpreted in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I've met people who are like, I don't believe in that. You need a rest and everything. Um, but at the fundamental level, No Days Off is really a company set up to inspire and motivate people mm. sort of so they can push towards their goals and dreams mm. and the catchphrase nowadays off the idea behind it was about consistency if mm. you want to do something or want to be great in something if you can do it at least every day or put enough effort to be consistent in it then you can get there so how it started yeah, it's a bit of like a long story but it starts with like it was a hashtag on Twitter that we played around with with a couple of friends during just after I'd finished university, but I was still studying, and some of them were studying. So when we were studying, we were just like, hashtag, I'm on the grind, no days off. Yeah. And it was one of, one of those guys' birthdays was coming up, so we decided to give him a surprise birthday gift, my brother and I. So we took the no days off hashtag and made a t-shirt that had no days off the world. Oh, nice. Okay. And we sent it to him. He was studying at UP, University of Pretoria at the time, mm -hmm. and he received that. And after he received it, he was so happy, he took a photo, mm. put it on Twitter, he's like, thank you so much to Tanaka and his brother, I'm so happy, no days off. And then all these other friends at University of Pretoria and other people who were part yeah. of that hashtag are like, yeah. we want ours. Mm. 
It's quite evident that you are, that you do so much running. Like you are obviously a quintessential runner. Do you, you obviously call yourself a runner? Like there's no doubt about that. Yes, I've started calling myself a runner in, on my Instagram bio. Oh really? <laughs> okay, so it's official now. When it's on your Instagram bio, that's when it's like zero to a hundred. Yeah. Okay. So how, how long did it take for you to call yourself a runner? Because I feel like you've been running for such a long time. I don't know what you're running away from, we'll talk about that. But I feel like you've been running for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I think third year into running, I eventually updated and said runner. Okay. Because I always saw it as runner is pro runners. Mm. Okay. Then after you get to like a certain level, at least when I got a certain level of running, I was like, okay, maybe it's safe now mm, okay. <laughs> to call myself a runner. Okay. Uh, I'm not pro at all because obviously, like I, like I said earlier, I've got a full-time job and everything. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think running is now part of my lifestyle. So it's mm. safe to say runner my bio okay how did you start running why did you start running and just a little bit about your running journey which we'll probably tackle a little bit later but first of all like how and why did you start running so there's two parts to it there's the first part is uh i've always played some form of sport right mm -hmm. from like high school so played rugby played cricket um, did athletics mm. um, what we call long distance at that time was like I did 800 meters and 1500 meters and I ran cross country which we thought was like so long but was like 3k's or something yeah so so I, I like basically participated in that and mm. sort of I've always had an interest in sport anyway so even outside of participating mm. like I'll watch soccer I'll try mm. and everything um, so that's the one part which is like I didn't just wake up like mm. out of like no movement at all, mm. and then I just started running. I think it was uh, in 2015, mm. yeah, so 2015, beginning of the year, you're sitting down, January, New Year's resolutions, mm -hmm. you're like, you know what, it'll be cool if I can do one race a month, yeah. and I can get 12 medals at the end of the year. Oh, wow. So, and that was 2015, so that's only four years ago. Yeah. That you literally started running. Yeah. So prior to that, I'd done sure. like two or three races, like okay. random. Someone's like, hey, like there's, there's a gun run happening. Let's yeah. just go. And like, the, just, like the fun walks, like yeah. the fun run. I did the fun 5K for two oceans that happens the day before. Why? When I, yeah. You know, like I've yeah. done like three or so races. Mm. So. Because honestly speaking, like I've just thought that you've always been running. Like I just thought that was your thing because that's what it looks like when you are that when you see that person who's like I'm running a 21k every single week. Yeah. Um, you think it's just you think that life. like yeah because <laughs> you see people at the gym and you're like obviously you've always been gymming not thinking that either they've just started or that there's been a process to it as well. Yeah. Um, so how do you how do you take on running like what is what is your training behind it? Actually, before we even tackle training, how many races have you run? thus far how many races would you say you've run since 2015 jeez that's a lot i know in that year which i said 12 i ended up doing 35 okay which was obviously like <laughs> a very extremist <laughs> approach how did I you think? do 35 <laughs> races i you can't even do the math the how many <laughs> but, how, but what, what, what was your the distance was it like a 10k 21k the opening one was a 15k did that okay came back home looked on the calendar i was like hey if i've already got one out of the top medals if i get two next week then i can skip the next two months so then i kind of went wow. the next week then i checked hey there's another one happening and, and sort you of just, just kept like, on going go, go. do you feel like running is like an addiction it definitely is at some okay. point like at that point it was I was running every weekend, so it was more the cool vibe of you're at a race, lots of 
people kept on is cool because it's got like a fitness culture mm. so lots of people are coming to the races mm. and you get a medal at the end and mm. then afterwards That's then you the go for part. breakfast or mm. if it's like a trail run at a winey state then you can go drink wine mm-hmm. so it was more like very social and fun yes uh, but i wasn't training during the week i'd only run on weekends okay so those 35 so. races was just literally you wake up on a saturday you run and then during the week you're just taking it easy chilling either maybe i'll go to the gym or something but oh, wow. i didn't run during the week okay so it was very much social right mm-hmm. yeah and then when did you start taking it a little bit more seriously so in 2017 eventually someone's like hey dude you've been doing all these races and mm. you thought about doing two oceans ultra so how, how far is that that's 56 k's Obvious, so casual, <laughs> so casual. Okay, and then? So then that you can't just wake up and run. Yeah. obviously your body's got some limits. <laughs> That's Yo. definitely a limit that you can't do. Okay. So then I joined up with uh, one of my workmates. Mm. Uh, she's still there now. Uh, she used to be South Africa, South Africa and triathlete. Mm. And she basically... Her and her husband were training for the two oceans okay. and comrades. Okay. And I just tagged along for the two oceans training. So we'd run like midweek, you'd start okay. doing like two runs during the week and mm. then on weekends you'd how do long were those? How long were those distances? They started, midweek ones were about like between 10 and 15 k's mm. uh, and then the weekend ones then you go 20, 20 to 30 mm. uh, depending on how close your race is. Uh, but then, then that, that actually started teaching me about like actual proper training for mm. running and races and stuff and mm. getting yourself proper fit mm. so that you can do like those okay. two oceans and everything. So talk so, to me a little bit about that proper fit because I feel like so... I've done one twenty-one k race in my yeah. entire life. I've done, I think, about fourteen k races, and the twenty-one k was hell. And my training was probably like the peak of my fitness. That's what I'm saying. Like, take me back to high school, yeah. and like, yes, I'll join your little around the oval, <laughs> around the oval, because I was like, I'll do shot put, I'll do javelin. Let me throw stuff. I'm not a runner, but now I'm like. Maybe I also want to update my social status profile to say I am a rat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can. But, <laughs> but it's so fascinating because my training was obviously to run a shorter distance. I'd never run a 21K until I did a 21K. Yeah. It was always five, eight. I think the furthest I'd run before the 21K race was a 10K. Yeah. And then I did it. But men- mentally it was like ridiculous. But uh, coming back to the training side of things, like what is your typical training for a marathon or an ultra marathon or, you know, because that's, that's heavy. Yeah. yeah. So, so the trick is, um, it's actually quite simple, is mm. the distance you want to run on race day, over a week you want to run that distance. Okay. So your total mileage over a week should mm match or be above the distance you want to run on the day I like so that. like right now like on sunday i ran a marathon now uh, which is 42 k's on my training sessions i never ran 42 k's mm. in fact the longest i ran was a 30k early on in jan mm, okay. but then over a week i'll do like a 10k a 10k and on a weekend i'll do like a 25 mm. and in total that comes up to like maybe 45 or 50 mm. over a week because what all you're trying to do is get your legs used to the running, get, yes. get your legs used to the knock of yeah. just like hitting the road. Okay. And that doesn't have to be in one go. On mm. the day is the only time you hit one go. Mm. So if you cut that out, say I want to do a 21K, then over a week you can do like three, five Ks during the week and maybe mm. a 10K on a weekend. Oh and you're preparing God. yourself for a 21. Same thing if you go one lower, if yeah. you go for a 10K, someone just needs to run maybe like even a 3K, 3K and then maybe mm. a 5K. Okay, okay. So it's that thing of like, 
hey, I wanted a lot of people think, hey, I'm gonna go into a run, I'm gonna do a marathon, mm. I need to do a marathon in training. Yes, yeah, yeah. Never that. Okay. You just wanted, and you also even run slower mm. than you actually want to run on the day. It's okay. it's even less about the speed you train mm. at, um, but just about the mileage on the legs, because the legs need to get used to like just being on the road for a long time. So a lot about running is consistency, and a lot about fitness is consistency. And so, tell me a little bit about the. When, essentially when you're running and you're on the road. So you're talking about ultra marathons, we're talking about marathons, we're talking about half marathons, or even five Ks, 10 Ks. There's a mental component to it. Yeah. And this mental component is, I don't know what kind of pushes you. Because at some point when you're running, so I'll take, I mean, it's the only long, it's the wrong, longest race I've done, my 21 K race. So I was on the road going first seven Ks. I was fine. I flourished in the area of my gifting and running. <laughs> <laughs> um, t- after the seven K, I, I slowed down. I think I walked the next three Ks, picked it up, ran another, you know, like I was good. Don't do the maths. I don't know what K I'm on right now. Um, I do remember reaching a point where I couldn't, like everything was stiff. My knees were stiff and I have one bad knee. My body was stiff and I was tired and physically I couldn't go any further. But the conversation in my mind was very important going, just just keep 1K, just keep going, just keep going. Or like walk 1K, run 1K. What are the conversations you have with yourself uh, when you're on the road and you reach that? Do you often reach that breaking point? And if you do, what is the conversation you have that keeps you going? Cool. So, yeah. So I think as a, yeah, if you've done like ultra marathons and stuff, at some point you must have reached breaking point. Mm-hmm. Usually your first times doing that. So like first time doing a marathon after 30 Ks is like your foreign territory. Mm-hmm. So anything can happen and you will never forget those times. Sure. Um, but definitely the f- main part I mentioned earlier, which was if you're consistently training and stuff, what mm-hmm. happens is, uh, those barriers get pushed higher. So, okay. like now, I'm kind of confident anytime someone comes and says, hey, let's go do a 21K. Like now, if you say, let's go, mm. we're just like, go now. I mean, right? I've, got my, <laughs> I've got my training stuff upstairs. <laughs> but yeah. then, um, also, if you've been there before, mm. right? So, if you've done quite a number of like 10Ks or 21Ks, mm. if you get to like 18K, you're like, okay, we've passed 18K before. Mm. So, mentally, you've you know you've passed that point but then an interesting thing about like when you hit that breaking point and Mm -hmm. you're in pain and everything um, which I read about last year when I was sort of preparing for the comrades and stuff Mm because I read a few running books Mm -hmm. um, was that if you look at you can use I think that book used the example of a car so when your fuel is running out it will indicate that your tank's empty Mm -hmm. but you still probably have like 20 or 30 more Ks to go Mm -hmm. using the reserve tank Mm. So, breaking point in your body is the body signaling that, you know, where we're heading is risky, but we're not there actually, because I'm assuming you finished the 21K. Yes, yeah. But then you hit breaking point early and you thought you were done. Yes. Same thing with that. So, a lot about like, that book was trying to show like how far you can push your barriers as a runner. And a lot about that is in your mind now, you need to know that, you know what, I'm feeling this pain. But technically, I'm not done. Because when I'm done, I'll actually stop. Like, I won't be able to move. Yeah. So, while you ideally want to train enough so that you don't get, like, to those breaking points, I think, for me, at least now with the training and stuff, I, you should be able to run a marathon without feeling like, hey, I'm broken till the end. 
when it gets to more than a marathon, like the 56 and like obviously comrades, maybe one day I'll get there where it's like, okay, I can just finish the whole thing and literally just like walk off. (laughs) But then like the training boosts that breaking point further up. Mm. uh, And then also just that knowledge that at some point it's now in the mind and you need to be able to control your mind to say, actually, you're sending signals that I'm in pain, but I should still be going. Mm. And also the funny thing about running, sometimes you hit a breaking point, you hit the cramps and everything. Then you hit a second wind, like 10 minutes later, mm. you're like, where did all that pain Once go? You so the body's through like it, recovered, yeah. and then you just yeah. keep going on and on. I had an epic, epic mind moment when you said it's just your, bo- it's, your body is signaling to you that in the direction we're going, like, we're, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And obviously, your mind is always trying to protect you in whatever situation. So it's like, stop, it's enough now. Yeah. But when, when you push past that, I love that. When you push past that, you can go further. It's yeah. just your body is just trying to protect you. But you need to push past that point of protection in order to break the barriers of what your current personal glass ceiling is. Exactly. Yeah. Mind moment of notes. Yeah. And sure. then if you take that out of running, then you can take it anywhere else. And that's, that's, a, that's, yeah. that's exactly where we're going to next. Yeah. I think it's the principles of running that you can apply. There's so many parallels of it in any area of your life, be it like your romantic life or your career or um, meditation, reading, whatever aspect of your life. You, you, you mentioned a couple of times that running is always about the consistency yeah. and, and, by, and by breaking those barriers. So you run the 5K, you run the 5K, cool, I can do 5Ks. Uh, can I do 7Ks? Okay, I can do 7Ks. Can I do 15? Oh, I can do 15. I didn't think, but you have to do the 5 before you can do the 21. Yeah. If you jump straight into the 21 without the training, you will crash. Yeah. If you dive head straight first into I want to be... I don't know, the CEO of this glamorous company without the wisdom and understanding the books or understanding how things actually operate on the ground, you're going to crash. Yeah. So. And, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people who ask me, dude, how can I get into running? Mm. I'm trying to go do a 21K. Mm. They're trying to figure out how to do a 21K. But then the thing is they need to go and do a 2K. Mm. They need to go to 3Ks. Then they need to go do 5Ks. Try to mm-hmm. do 5Ks without walking. Maybe you finish it, but then you walk like 2Ks. Mm-hmm. Try to finish it without walking. Yeah. And then over time, you start building that confidence. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, now I can run 5Ks without walking. Let me get into a 10K. Stunning. So yeah. it's actually gradual start mm-hmm. and then build up. Mm-hmm. And then it just peaks. For you and your personal life, how have you, how have you seen the benefits of running uh, be transcribed into your personal life? So, yeah, so like a lot about running is literally a metaphor for life in itself. So starting and finishing something, right? So seeing things through, that's like, you see that in running. Uh, finishing strong, that's like in running. Uh, consistency in training, like you want to be consistent in whatever you do. Same thing I say, small steps at a time. In fact, a race is, a marathon is 42 Ks, but then you go one kilometer at a time to get to the end. Mm-hmm. Same thing with life. Whatever you're doing, try and start a business. Let's just take the steps that we're working on right now and move with it. Um, also, just like being in the zone alone while you're running helps you like solve a lot of problems and just like figure things out. So like a lot of my long runs, it's funny, like a lot of my long runs, whether if I had to like prepare for a wedding speech or a friend or prepare for a talk or something, I've figured it out during a run because then you're just in, like what else can you do really mm-hmm. right you're just like running you can see the obviously the Cape Town views but then you're alone and then your mind is solo so it's also like very much what other people get from meditation 
you're technically meditating during like, your long runs. Because mm-hmm. I actually prefer long runs than like very quick 5Ks or 10Ks because mm-hmm. there you're very focused on your speed and time mm-hmm. and you don't get time to like zone out and like end up like in camps where you're like, oh, the last 10 minutes, where have I been? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, but yeah, there's like a lot like from running, like even just you meet people along the journey while you're running a race that you don't know. Like I ran with guys this week and like for about 10 Ks that I didn't know. You're literally like running the same pace. So one guy's next to you, one guy's next to you. Mm. You're going on, you're speaking, you're chatting. You're like, hey, let's, let's not stop. Let's go. Mm. And then after the 10 Ks, you leave them, you go on. Yeah. And in life, along your journey in life, you meet like new workmates or new friends yeah. that go with you and push you along. And then eventually like maybe you separate for whatever reason. But like, that's like, again, like mm. a metaphor for, for life. So yeah. there's so much in there that it feels like a lonely sport and it feels weird because it's not a team sport or anything. Mm. And for a lot of people, it's like, what am I doing? I'm just like yeah. running yeah. on the road. But yeah. then when you look back at it and translate it back into like life, mm. it's actually helped out. Mm. And also in general, like you're fit, right? At the end. So mm-hmm. it helps you with your energy at work. It helps you mm-hmm. just like stay in shape and be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it's one of those, like whether I discovered it by accident or whatever, mm. it's probably one of the most beneficial things I have. And in times when I don't do it, like mm. when I go for like a month, like obviously December, you'd see sometimes <laughs> you yeah. go for a month, you start to feel something is up. Like, yeah. why am I not feeling as energetic as I am usually? Yeah. Why am I not, why I'm not like as fully happy as I am usually? And you're like, okay, there's that mm. piece of fitness that's missing or just like being on my runs and mm. like going on. Yeah. Mm. Sure. Um, wow. Okay. So I've almost cried. Mm-hmm. I think I did cry in the last episode of the podcast, but I think there are three podcast episodes where I literally got super emotional. I think those are my mind, mind, mind moments, <laughs> my soul mind moments. And that was now when you said running is like a metaphor for life, because literally there are people who have come in and out of my life for, it's like you start off wherever you start off. Um, and people have come into my life for different reasons and different seasons. We've run certain distances together. They've left. They've started other races. Yeah. I will always be on my own path. And that's why they say keep to your own. Stay, stay in your lane. Focus yeah. on your lane because people come in and out. But if you're focused and you're not trying to run other people's races, yeah. that is what's important because what is meant for you is meant for you. Yeah. Um, but that is that is beautiful. And you forget that sometimes that people are running their own races. So you're like, why won't this person stick with me in my life? Or do I need to be with this person forgetting that they have their own life, they have their own dreams and their own goals, yeah. and people will come in and out. Yeah. Some people so, will stop for water. Some people will stay at the watering hole because that's where it's comfortable for them. Some exactly. people will go for the chocolateing place. That might be me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that is, yo, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And of all sports, it's the only sport that I think you can utilize that metaphor for life in as well. Yeah. And it's also one of the greatest things about running is it's one of the few sports where you can literally line up next to the pro runner mm. and do the same event. You are on the cusp of 30. So tell me, what has your 20s journey been? What has the last nine years looked like and been for you? How would you summarize that? Cool. So 20s, I think a lot about discovery, mm-hmm. a lot of learning, mm-hmm. and a lot of setting foundation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun. Okay. That's always important to add there. Mm-hmm. Um, and discovery and experimentation, I guess, more around... You're literally, you get into your 20s, right? Almost just 
you're in varsity days, still close to just having left high school, mm. and you end them when you've kind of like become an adult for mm. years now, and you've figured out what this adulting thing is about. So there's a lot of like discovery and learning about, oh, what is, what is life actually about? Mm-hmm. What am I about? What do I enjoy doing? Um, in my case, experimentation is like, tried a lot of like different sort of business ideas on the side, tried a lot of like different work things and stuff. Not like worked for a lot of companies, but like what like technologies could I use in the software engineering world? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then around setting a foundation and working hard is just like made sure like I was, I was always learning for my career mm-hmm. and, um, and growing uh, so that like I have enough foundation to say to get to where I am now and to push on mm-hmm. as you become like a bit older and senior and looked at as the older crew. Um, so coming, so sticking in the 20s journey, have you experienced the quarter life crisis and mm-hmm. what was your quarter life crisis? When was it and how did you get out of it? Cool. So quarter life crisis, I think everyone has a different one Mm -hmm. and everyone, some people have much deeper ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't necessarily say I felt like, yes, I need to restart everything. Like what's going on? Like I just need to like go to another country Mm -hmm. and (laughs) just refresh or anything like that. Haven't had anything like super deep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let me go like walk (laughs) barefoot in India and come back and be like Steve Jobs after that. Magical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think a lot of the times where I've had like sort of deep questions in my mind, it's been about sort of purpose. Like, Mm. am I really doing the stuff I enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. And am I am I sort of utilizing my full potential? Okay. So things around that. So, mm-hmm. but I think that goes, that happens in phases for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like even if you like work for the best company in the world or mm-hmm. whatever, there'll always be a point or like maybe a week where you're just like mm-hmm. feeling a little bit like, should I be somewhere else? Yeah. Or maybe like you meet a couple of Vosky mates who've just gone a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Like in the modern world, you can just like check on social media mm-hmm. and people are like looking like they're moving faster and stuff. Yeah. Which I guess also is a lesson for our generation patience and everything yeah but um if anything those are sort of the things that have mm. like made me think deeper and question things and like okay. when uh, did you start questioning your purpose and stuff i think like once you left university and started okay. working like okay. so how, one or two how, years how old were you around then um you're like 23 24 okay. so you're like starting to ask like am i Am I doing sort of the things I want to do? Is mm. this is this helping me for the long term? Would I really want to continue doing this mm. for the rest of my life mm. and things like that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but a lot of it comes from an element of wanting to move faster and to get there mm. much earlier. Mm. Like I want to run my company now. I want to be CEO. I want like to be up there, you know. Mm. Um, but then you're actually learning key things at that yeah. stage, and you're not even ready anyway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and I think like. I wouldn't think I'm the only one. I think everyone questions this, like, mm. what am I here for? And what am I, what am I trying to achieve? You mm. know, like constantly. And I think it's easy for people to say, find, you know, there's that whole thing. Like if you find what you enjoy doing, you never work a day in your life or something yes. like that. But I think what people forget to, to tell people is like finding what you enjoy doing is not like you walk into a room and you like, you just find it. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you need to try like, a lot of different things yeah. and some of them you fail at them and like 
you or some of them you won't enjoy them mm. and then you drop them mm. but then along that journey of discovery you might latch onto something it's the same with running right i latched onto it and literally if that year maybe i hadn't set those goals i probably wouldn't be running mm. it's like it's as simple as that right yeah. like it could be if i hadn't set new year's resolutions that year mm. i may not be a runner and mm. my life would be completely different sure. uh so it's things like that like yeah. just go and try things yeah drop them yeah. if they're not working out but then what you catch on that you enjoy um work mm. with that and go with it mm-hmm. um so you've shared quite a bit about your journey and you've shared quite a bit about um running which has also just created so many mind moments in my life and also on your 20s journey um so i want to know two pieces of advice that you would give to someone in their 20s right now and the first piece of advice i want to know is holistically in your life what advice you would give them and holistically for people who want to start running what advice would you give them all right so people in their 20s and their lives well i'd say i think for me the most important thing which i would also go with anyone is is being happy uh it sounds very generic but i think the root of that lies the rest of life mm-hmm. like if you are happy then everything else across your life sort of like is stable and okay so do things that make you happy mm-hmm. search for things that will make you happy hang around people that make you happy mm-hmm. um because anyway at the end of the day that is when i was talking about looking for purpose and everything that is one of the main purpose mm. the sort of things you find is being happy and for people who want to start running what advice do you have for them like someone who has never so you've got your runners but you've got someone who has never run a race before and in their heart of hearts they are a runner and that's all they want to do but they look mm-hmm. at the runners on the road and they're just like that could never be me i'm not fit enough i'm not skinny enough i've never run a race in my life i'm in my 20s and i and i never did cross country so how do i get on the road what advice do you have for them yeah so so getting into running is two things one is start small and by small i mean small distances literally 1 km is okay whether you walk half of it and you just run the other 500 meters then you go back home mm-hmm. then you come back 2 days later and do the same thing okay. and then you slowly increase the distance mm. so start small start slow uh over time you will get fitter that's the way our bodies are set up you if you do something consistently enough you get better at it you can do more of it so start small start slowly um i think yeah i think that's actually the core um then after that you can like increase and like actually go for your first like 5 km race and go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And then like you mentioned we chatted earlier it's like run your own race. Mm-hmm. So don't look at Tanaka out there and say you know what that's He's his done race. He's done eight. Yeah. Eight half ma- I know eight full marathons. Eight, yeah. In yeah. the like you know what, I'm going to do that or yeah. I'm going to run at that pace. In the same way I'm also not sitting there if if I also cuz there's levels to this thing everyone's running their race right mm-hmm. there's people who are way better runners than me in Cape Town a whole lot of people mm-hmm. and if I sat there and looked and said you know what I want to run these marathons in 2 hours 50 minutes uh, I could I'll be breaking myself that's not where I can be running and that's mm-hmm. nowhere near my level mm-hmm. so I just run where I am right now and I'm challenging myself sure. yeah so amazing yeah so any and also running is simple put on pair of shoes 
<laughs> and you go run. It's the simplest sport ever. No complications. You just need yourself. And you decide where yeah. you want to run. Uh, mm. So it's like probably the easiest sport. If you want to play football, mm. you need to have multiple teams and you need to have goals and everything. Mm. Uh, but running, you wake up, put on your shoes, and you're on the road. Thank you so much, Tanaka, for coming on to today's episode of the In My Twenties podcast. And oh my goodness, there were so many mind moments and gem moments and I had so many revelations on life um, throughout this entire episode. The parallels between life and running, the discipline between running and becoming a runner and the discipline of things that you need to do in your life to better um, a certain aspect of your life. So some incredible news is we are also moving our home base from SoundCloud to IONO and so we're also branching out in that aspect and then in the next coming weeks we're also going to be available on other platforms um so beyond itunes and youtube uh, we're looking at obviously spotify and google play as well um so we cannot wait to see you on those platforms so we will catch you same time same place right here on in my 20s in my 20s in my twenties, how old are you? I am one kilometer, two kilometers, three kilometers, five, ten kilometers, half marathon, full marathon, ultra. Yes, that's how we run in our twenties. We are runners, runners, runners in our twenties.